Reading 1 Peter, chapter 1. This letter from Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ. I am writing to God's chosen people who are living as foreigners in the land of Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, and the province of Asia, and Bithynia. God the Father chose you long ago, and the Spirit has made you holy. As a result, you have obeyed Jesus Christ and are cleansed by his blood. May you have more and more of God's special favor and wonderful peace. All honor to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, for it is by his boundless mercy that God has given us the privilege of being born again. Now we live in a wonderful expectation because Jesus Christ rose again from the dead. For God has reserved a priceless inheritance for his children. It is kept in heaven for you, pure and undefiled, beyond the reach of change and decay. And God in his mighty power will protect you until you receive this salvation because you are trusting him. It will be revealed on the last day for all to see. So be truly glad There is wonderful joy ahead, even though it is necessary for you to endure many trials for a while. These trials are only to test your faith, to show that it is strong and pure. It is being tested as fire tests and purifies gold, and your faith is far more precious to God than mere gold. So if your faith remains strong after being tried by your fire trials, It will bring you much praise and glory and honor on the day when Jesus Christ is revealed to the whole world. You love him even though you have never seen him. Though you do not see him, you trust him. And even now you are happy with a glorious, inexpressible joy. Your reward for trusting him will be the salvation of your souls. This salvation was something the prophets wanted to know more about. They prophesy about this gracious salvation prepared for you, even though they had many questions as to what it it all could mean. They wonder what the Spirit of Christ within them was talking about when he told them in advance about Christ's suffering and his great glory afterwards. They wonder when and to whom all this would happen. They were told long ago that these things would not happen during their lifetime, but many years later during yours. And now this good news has been announced by those who preach to you in the power of the Holy Spirit sent from heaven. It is also wonderful that even the angels are eagerly watching these things happen. So think clearly and exercise self-control. Look forward for the special blessings that will come to you at the return of Jesus Christ. Obey God because you are his children. Don't slip back into your old ways of doing evil. You didn't know any better then, but now you must be holy in everything you do. Just as God, who chose you to be his children, is holy. For he himself has said, you must be holy because I am holy. And remember that the Heavenly Father, to whom you pray, has no favors when he judges. He will judge or reward you according to what you do. So you must live in reverent fear of him. 
during your time as foreigners here on earth. For you know that God paid and ransomed to save you from the empty life you inherited from your ancestors. And the ransom he paid was not mere gold or silver. He paid for you with the precious lifeblood of Christ, the sinless, spotless Lamb of God. God chose him for this purpose long ago before the world began. But now in these final days, he was sent to the earth for all to see, and he did this for you. Through Christ, you have come to trust in God, and because God raised Christ from the dead and gave him great glory, your faith and hope can be placed confidently in God. Now you can have sincere love for each other as brothers and sisters because you were cleansed from your sins when you accepted the truth of of the good news. So see to it that you really do love each other intensely with all your hearts. For you have been born again. Your new life did not come from your earthly parents because the life they gave you will end in death. But this new life will last forever because it comes from the eternal living word of God. As the prophet says, people are like grass that dies away. Their beauty fades as quickly as the beauty of wildflowers. The grass withers and the flowers fall away. But the word of the Lord will last forever. And that word is the good news that was preached to you. Amen. Chapter 2. Amazing, amazing, amazing. I have a few commentaries for that. Let me run through it through the New Living Testament. It says, verses 1 and 2, this letter is from Peter, and it ends, May you have more and more of God's special favor and wonderful peace. As the apostle greeted his friends, he reminds them of how they stood in relationship to the triune God. They were chosen by God the Father, cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ, and he renewed by be, and renewed by the Holy Spirit who was at work in their hearts. Verses 3 to 6 says, Peter praised our Father God for the free gift of his loving grace. All who receive God's gift become his children. And being longing together in his family, all who trust in him share the hope of eternal life with God. This hope gives us strength to persevere in our spiritual growth with joy despite the difficult and painful circumstances we face. Note, I say, Fernando, that this grace was given to us uh, as a forgiving, that we can go on this life being forgiven in the midst and the sins or whatever wrong we do does not contaminate us. You know, we're, the, the grace is given to us to work here. What are we going to do with grace when we're in heaven? We're not going to need grace because we're not going to have the adversity coming at us or the trials and situations. That's why saying, I am fortunate. You know, you're saying that you, you, you we access the beautiful gift of the grace of God and use those tools for the reason that God has given us to combat this a dirty world that contaminates us and the sin falls off of us. You can think of grace as a shield inside of our hearts and with a little, amen. Okay, that's my spin on it. 
the grace is for now to for us to is a tool we can use activate with all things put in place father god chose us made us holy we obey jesus christ you know it's elementary dear watson we are cleansed by his blood and we stay holy by thanking god through trials it's just like gold is purified seven times. Silver is purified. In verse 7, the refiner would heat up the furnace and then put it in a gold that has mended in order to separate the worthless impurity drops from the precious and beautiful gold. Sculpturing. The dross would rise to the top and be skimmed off until the refiner could look in the crucible of the liquid gold and see his image. In like manner, God uses the fire trials and tribulations of our lives to purify His and beautify our faith so that one day we clearly see His image in us. Fernando says that, you know, the world is broken already. God gave us a solution against the brokenness so that we will continue to be holy and purified in us. The... Uh, what the devil tried to do for evil, God turned it to good, and he's given us his grace. That's why he's called a just God. He's given us his grace. In verses 8 through 9, surrendering our wills and life to God is something difficult We face when we face trials. In the midst of our most painful trials, we may fail to see God, to see God with us, yet Peter suggests that Strange as it may seem, at that time, surrendering to God in difficult times can be a joyful experience. Oh, if we trust that God will use our trials to complete the process of purification in our lives, even though tough times can become times of celebration. And I attest to that. I had a trial with a mechanical issue in my car. And as I thank God, I was obedient, thanking God, no matter what, I'm going to thank you for the situation, even though I don't understand it. And I usually say, the best you don't understand a problem, and you're trying solutions, the best that this purification thing works. Because it's purifying self-pity, purifying anger, purifying uh, self-sufficiency, is creating... Folks, it's an amazing way to go. Once you, you purify yourself through the situation and you thank God, and boom, when you get on the other side, not only you get a solution, but you get a reward on top of that. And you get release, and you be, we become holy, like the Lord says. We have protected our hearts and let the light of, of Jesus shine more and more bright. Amen. In verses 10 through 13 says, the good news of God's forgiveness in Christ flows from a plan that took centuries to complete. Now it is complete. We can count on God's continual kindness as we trust in him for his grace until Jesus returns. We don't have to wonder whether we are stricken ourselves into believing something that it isn't true. Centuries of history and numerous promises stand behind the revelation of God in Jesus Christ. The Father has always announced He's coming, and he, He's came, and He's given us His grace to go through these things. We continue in kindness as we trust in Him. 
And then it's thanking God for his grace. In verses 14 through 17, Peter warned his readers about the temptation to give up on their faith. Even, folks, even if you would give up on your faith and mess up, uh, when the storm lifts and everything is lift, you still have the Holy Spirit, you still have the love of the Father, you still have the light of God. It ain't going anywhere. <laughs> and it'll continue to tell you it loves you, continue to tell you thank God for the problems. He'll continue to urge you. So, surrender to that love. God wants to love you, love us in a special way. Even in our failures, he tells us he loves us and he forgives us. So you might as well thank him for your failures so you can get over them right away. Peter warned his readers about the temptation to give up on their faith. Peter knew what it felt like to slip back into your old ways. Once he boldly proclaimed that he was willing to die in Jesus' defense. A few hours later, he denied that he even knew Jesus. The only way to keep from slipping back into sinful ways is to maintain awareness of our true identities. We are children of a holy God. Like children, we are weak and dependent but the Father will we depend on is strong, loving, just, and perfect. So we thank Him for trials and tribulations so that we can stand on them and it makes us closer to Him, lifts us up, not be crushed with credit cards, with anger, with a neighbor or some jealousy or something. You know, everything is going to disappoint us, folks. You better understand that everything is coming at us to disappoint us. So we got to rise up and say, I thank you for that disappointment. You just made me realize to thank the Father and what's valuable in life. I see that the Father's love and grace and I'm cleansed by the blood is the most valuable thing I have here. And thank you very much. I'll stick to my grace from Father God. Amen. Peter contrasted the new life we have in Christ with the natural life our parents gave us. Even the most positive legacy from our natural parents will fade and decay. Thus, on verses 23 to 25. For from them we inherit the sinful nature. Boy, were we sinful, right? When we right out of the chute, we're sinful. <laughs> Thank God we were sinful, right? I mean, you know, we wanted to break things, look under dresses, you know, and steal things and run and stuff. And man, I, I was not holy when I was born. I don't know about you. Sinful. But the life of God gives us increase in beauty and lasts forever. But the life of God gives us increased beauty. Okay, so there's a certain uh, wonderful uh, uh a wonderful composure and being born again. We increase in composure of God and it's going to last forever. God's promises to save us will never fail. Amen. Well, we know that. We know his love will never leave us. Even in our messing up, you know, it's still there. So we might as well thank him. We messed up, folks. And punch our self-esteem, our self-sufficiency, our pride, our ego right in the nose. You know, and become humble when we say, I thank you, God, I messed up. I thank you, God, that my ego got the best of me. My own ways did it. 
I didn't thank God and I got into this pickle. If I started thanking God in the beginning for the trials and tribulations that I knew it was the enemy that coming at me, say for instance, a sweet talking voice or somebody would enthusiastically want to sell something or even in business, but I knew in my heart that I didn't, I had a check in my spirit that I shouldn't go that way, but I went anyway. I thank God. I thank God. I thank Just put your hands up and surrender and start thanking God, and He will place you in the right direction, and we will be holy. Amen. I'll stop there. Heavenly Father, we thank you for today's reading of 1 Peter chapter 1. We thank you for the insights, Lord. And Lord, we just thank you that people are like grass that die away. Their beauty fades as quickly as the beauty of wildflowers. The grass withers and the flowers fall away. But your word, O oh Father, your word, Lord, will last forever. And your word is in our hearts and in our minds and in our spirits. And the word is the good news that was preached to us. When we thank you for that, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen, family. Go in peace. Give them heaven.